I really appreciated that story just now. It brought me back to when I was just a little boy. And my brother and my sister and I loved that story. And my mother would read it to us, I don't know, probably every other night. But it was, uh, we would always, in unison, we'd say, Shadrach, Meshach, and to bed we go. <laughs> I remember that. So in the bulletin it says that's Terry Howard. Well, I'm Terry Howard, but this is my family. Uh, my wife right there with one of our grandchildren. And our daughter, Angela, and her husband, Rick. So we're going to sing a Christmas carol for you.
Our scripture this morning is found in Matthew 1.23. Matthew 1.23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated, God with us. Good morning, church. Oh, boy, let's let's do better than that. Good morning, church. Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Thank you, Gabby, for that children's story. You actually, like, can preach my sermon in a nutshell there for me. Thank you, Terry and family, for that wonderful song. This morning, I want to... To encourage you a little bit this morning, because we go through a lot of stuff, and I thought, as I thought about what I should talk about, um, I, I'm, I'm reminded of this is the end of the year. Today is December 14th, and it's always a good time to kind of reflect. I was I was I reflected on Rick's song that he sung some time ago about being a lucky man, uh, you know, and and last week we heard the 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 sermon on the the law of love. So this morning I want I captured my uh, talk with you this morning and I won't be long because I'm going to Jamaica so. I won't be long. I won't. I promise. I won't. I know. It's going to be rough. But I'm going to bottle it, and when we come back within a week and a half time, it's going to be warmer again. Amen? Amen. So this morning, I want to ask the question, what is the golden rule? Does anybody know what the golden rule is? Okay, that's what, what, what's the golden rule on this side? Is that the same thing? To do unto you. Do you know that actually a text that's found in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12? It's where Jesus says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Or in another nutshell, it says, treat others as you would like to be treated. And the question I'd like to ask is, did we practice the golden rule in 2019? Did we? Jesus says in John chapter 13 and verse 34, it says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you do what? Love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And with that, I'm going to ask you to turn. If you can't, I will read in your hearing. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Did we practice the golden rule? And Paul here talks about love. 
And I'm going to haste. The gift of love. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I have become as a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, and have not love, it profits me nothing. You see, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the what? The truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And now, abide at faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is what? Love. And that's what I want you to do for this coming year, 2020. I want you to love each other. Like right now. I want you to, I'm not going to say hug somebody. I want you to shake the hand of somebody that you don't know today. Right now. Just show some love. Just say hi. Happy Sabbath. Nice to see you in church. Today. And look at it. We have Rosie over here. Amen. Amen. That's my preamble. Love. A new commandment that I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. It's kind of a reciprocating action. If God loves me, then I'm going to love Angela. I'm going to love Nancy. I'm going to love everybody. Amen? Amen. But now, I want to encourage you this morning. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 says, And Isaiah said to King Ahaz, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. 
Matthew Gospel kind of expands on this a little bit because Isaiah didn't tell us what the name Emmanuel means. So the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 that was so ably read by Bob. It reads, Behold, a virgin shall be with what? Child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name what? Emmanuel. Which being interpreted is what? God with us. What shall we say then, brothers and sisters, if about these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God condescended to this creation, and he did it all because of love. Because the word of God says in John chapter 1 and verse 14, And the word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so that was my preamble. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank thee for this time that we can spend around thy word. We pray, Heavenly Father, that, we, that as we turn to thy oracles of truth, we pray that we will see Jesus today, the author and the finish of our faith. Lord, we ask that by the Holy Spirit of the living God, that we would be manifest to us in the spirit and in the truth today. We pray, Father God, that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. That as we hear your words today, Father God, that our hearts and our minds will be encouraged and assured that Emmanuel, God, is with us. And let the church say, Amen. Amen. The book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Uh, this morning, as I said, I want to encourage you, if you have been beaten down, if you have been uh, knocked down by the enemy, there is good news. Read with me, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God. And when I read that, I thought about Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God. And here's it saying in Galatians, but when the fullness of time had come, God, everything begins with God. Because he is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He is the beginning and he is what? The end. God so loved the world that he gave. 
He sent forth his son, his only begotten son, born of a woman, the Virgin Mary, born under the law to redeem, to save, to reconcile those who were under the law, the curse of the law, the penalty of the law, so that we might receive adoption, this new birth as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. And as Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27 says that Christ in you, what? The hope of glory. Crying, Abba Father, so we are no longer a slave but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Good news continues because it says now for unto you is born this day so the good news is unraveling now we experience where God sent his only begotten son but here Luke tells us now in Luke chapter 2 verses 11 through 14 for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly, and suddenly there was with the angels a multitude, the word of God says, of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, Goodwill toward men. So let us join. As I, we feel the excitement of these heavenly hosts. Let us go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere. That Jesus Christ is born. The Emmanuel. God with us. Is here. Listen. To know God is with you. Is the greatest blessings there is. That's the comfort that David knew in Psalm 23. When he said. Yea though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. I will do what? I will fear no evil for what? Because thou art what? With me. David knew. That he could face anything, even death. Because why? Because God is with him. And that is the blessing we celebrate at Christmas time. That God, the Son, came to this earth to be with us. Just as we read it in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. Isn't that wonderful news that God sent his only begotten son to be with us? Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Whatever you are going through 
right now, brothers and sisters. Please be comforted by these words. Emmanuel, God with us. You are not alone in whatever trials you're going through. Isaiah 43 and verse 1 through 3 records the comforting words of God to an oppressed people of Israel. Turn with me in your Bibles. Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3. And here the prophet Isaiah brings comfort to the hearts and the minds of these people. He says, But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear. Why does God say that, do not fear? Because there is no fear in one, in love. But perfect love casts out what? All fears. You know, you know when you can see that? Just look at the kids. Yeah. Look at Anna and Nancy and, 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 and Ezra and all them kids out there. Mary Beth and Jonas. They have no fear. They're fearless. You know why? You know why they're fearless? Because they have mommy and daddy. Because they know that mommy and daddy is going to take care of them. And this is what God says that listen to me. I am with you. So fear not. Because there is no fear in love. Isaiah continues. He says, listen. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth all fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. And he gives them these comforting words. Verse 2. It says that when you pass through the waters. I will be with you. When you pass through the waters. I will be with you. And they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, they will not burn you. The flames will not kindle upon your your flesh. For I am the Lord your God. I will be with you. Whatever it is that is troubling your heart and your mind right now, God says, fear not. I am with you. Because greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. God is with us. And we have nothing to fear. Lest we forget. How God has led us. In the past. I am reminded of young Jeremiah. (laughs) Turn with me to Jeremiah. And God is going to remind Jeremiah and give him some comfort here. Jeremiah chapter 1. We're going to experience some stuff in life. Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'm starting from verse 4. Jeremiah 
And, and then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, God says what? I, I knew you. Before you were born, I what? I sanctified you. And I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then, then the poor little Jeremiah said, then said I, oh Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. For I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. For you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be what? Afraid of their faces. For what? I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Listen, God is saying whatever you are going through or whatever is going to come up in this coming year that you're going to go through, God is saying to you, I am with you. Fear thou not. Amen? Amen. And so, I am, when I, when I read Jeremiah, I want you to open your hymnals to the hymn 487. I want you to read, to sing this one with me. 487. It's not our closing. I like this one. This is just to encourage you that God is faithful. 487. I come to the garden alone. The garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God disposes, and He walks with me. And he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and in the joy he shares with speaks and the sound of his voice. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me
I stay in the garden with him. I stay with the garden. Oh, the night around me be falling, but he bids me go through the voice of one. His voice to me is calling, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we promise that we find repeatedly over and over and over again in scripture is the promise that God will always be with us. In both the Old and the New Testament, we are reminded of God's faithfulness to this promise. Do you remember God's promise to Abraham? As recorded in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. Do not be afraid Abraham. I will be with you. And I will bless you. Do you remember God's promise to Jacob? I am with you and will be with you wherever you go. Do you remember Moses? Doubted his ability to be the leader of God's people. God said to Moses... I will be with you. When Joshua was replacing Moses as Israel's leader, he had his work cut out for him. But God said to Joshua, Be strong and courageous, because I myself will be with you, as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. To his people Israel, God spoke these words through the prophet Isaiah. Do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Do you remember Jesus' promise to his disciples when he was sending them out in pairs to baptize and to teach? Jesus said to them, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Do you hear the refrain that is echoed over and over and over again? When God is with us, we have what? Nothing to fear. Amen? Amen. The baby Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. And this morning I just want to thank God for his grace. I want to thank him for his mercies, Angela. 
Because God is a good God. Amen? Amen. And his mercies endure it forever. And so I want to remind you this morning if you have forgotten. Because listen now. There is an enemy. There is an enemy out there that desires to kill and to destroy. But the word of God says that Jesus says that I am come that you may have what? Life. And that you may have life more what? Abundantly. And so this morning, I want to end with a, I'm not sure if it's a poem, but it's about Jesus. It says that Jesus was no ordinary man. Jesus was no ordinary man. But there were some who did not understand. They saw him working miracles, but some were still deceived. Why did they not believe? When with few loaves and fishes, multitudes were fed. When he showed them his power to heal and even raise the dead. When he walked upon the water and he calmed the raging sea. Why did they not believe? Jesus was no ordinary man. But there were some who did not understand. They saw him working miracles, but some were still deceived. Why did they not believe? When his faith filled the fishnet, gave sight unto the blind, when they saw at his bidding even water turned to wine, when he offered all he had to them, if they would but receive why did they not believe? Jesus is no ordinary man. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the conquering line of the tribe of Judah. And he's saying to you today, if you commit your hearts and your life to him, he will be with you. You have to fear nothing. Jesus was no ordinary man. The power to bless and to heal was in his hands. Uh, they saw him heal the leper. They saw him heal the lame. They must have sensed divinity and known from whence he came. But not understanding his cause, they crucified the Son of God. And even then, they did not understand that Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, was no ordinary man. And so this morning, I just want to tell you, as God gave me this word to remind you to put your hands into his hands. And like Paul, we can all say, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which we have committed to him. 
And so I want you to commit yourselves. I want you to commit your families. I want you to commit your friends. I want you to commit your enemies into God's hand. Because God is able. Amen. Amen. Please join me as we sing the sweet refrain in our closing hymn, 125, Joy to the World. able to keep you from the walls of the enemy. Unto him be all majesty, dominion, and power. Today, Father God, we pray that the spirit of the living God will come and transform our hearts and our lives. Today, Father God, as we hear your words, may it not return unto you void, but may it accomplish those things that you have sent it forth to accomplish today. If there's somebody here today that is feeling discouraged, may they be assured and comforted that you are with them. 
May the power of your Holy Spirit take control of their hearts today. And grant us a new vision of Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. And amen. Amen.